Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey y'all, this is Janice Cohen here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. Hard to believe it is March and yet time is flying. And speaking of kind of traveling through time, uh, there is no straight line to get to where you need to be or who you need to become. There's no rule book about how to navigate through life either. Everyone has their own opinions though about how life should be lived, right? Who you need to be, how you need to act, what you need to do, everybody's got an opinion. But is anybody really right? Is anybody actually right? You see, not many people would admit to feeling lost in their life, yet it's one of the most common feelings humans have. And we're all driven by the need to have belonging and connection as well as the need to figure out who we are and what our life purpose actually is. I think, I think we all search for those things. And some people are born, this is the funniest thing, it's like some people are born with an inner knowing that they, have, they are in this lifetime for a very specific purpose. It's like they come out of the womb knowing exactly what they're here to do. Like their soul knows it's reincarnated, so they're really clear and then they go on to fulfill that specific purpose. They do this to fulfill their dharma and to clear up their karmic debt from previous lifetimes. And these people, they just know what their life plan is. But the sad truth for most of us, for the rest of us, is we don't. And most of us stumble upon our purpose and our sense of self after painful experiences, like the awful loss of a child suffering and overcoming a, an almost fatal disease, having a near-death experience or experiencing material losses to the point where we resort to addiction and end up homeless, and then overcoming the odds, creating their empire, becoming incredibly wealthy, and a high contributor to the lives of others. So you never know what will spark your path forward uh, towards your true North Star, will you? You have no idea what's coming to pass in your life. And you see, we lose ourselves to a lot of things when we try to find ourselves or we try to navigate this thing called life. We lose ourselves to the wrong relationships. We lose ourselves in toxic work environments because we we believe that we need the money and we're trapped and this is the only job that's going to give us job security and we won't find anything else. We lose ourselves in the pursuit of finding ourselves, but all in the wrong places. We lose our compass, the instrument that helps us find our way, the instrument that helps us find our way back to or towards who we're meant to be and how we're meant to contribute to the world. But how do you know that you've lost your compass? And how do you get it back? 
for most moving through life on autopilot autopilot is how how we navigate through life like we just accept our feelings our thoughts our beliefs as truth without questioning them we just accept shitty jobs with shitty bosses because like i said before we feel trapped like there's no other option and without the proper inner and outer resources to get us out of toxic workplaces and into our purpose we feel lost we practice limiting beliefs because we were raised maybe to expect very little from ourselves in our lives because the people that raised us or the people that were around us right as we grow up they are so very limited in their own minds and then we find ourselves feeling forlorn out of touch with our truth and with an inner longing to bring about change in our lives but we kind of we just don't know how but we have these big dreams and we wonder why are we dreaming so big and so amazing and then we don't have the resources to get there so why do we struggle so much to find our way back to what's meant to be for us why do we lose our footing travel down the supposed wrong paths over and over and over again sometimes never being able to see the lighthouse that'll show us the way when i was putting together my thoughts about this i asked myself all of these questions all of these why why is this such a struggle and i looked at my life and i i always do that not because it's selfish but because i have been very clearly guided that whatever i learn i'm supposed to teach that to people so i have to look at my life i have to take stock i have to do a life review constantly about what's showing up for me so that i can move through it and then teach other people how to move through it too so like i said i look at my life and especially those times when i have felt completely and utterly lost and honestly there've been many of those times um where i lived out of integrity with myself where i felt undirected where i felt hopeless unmotivated and honestly numb to my life and i have experienced this version of myself and i want you to consider this you have many versions of yourself up until this point so i've experienced this version of myself many times in my life the ups and downs of life and i know that you have as well everybody has experienced this but maybe you don't think about it in these terms that you have all these different versions of yourself right you have the infant version you have the toddler version you have the elementary school age aged version right and so on and so on and so on and it may have been a particular aspect of your life um where you felt this way that you were kind of downtrodden but we've all felt these emotions and we have all felt resourceless at times to change them helpless and it isn't until you realize that your compass is never lost that you can actually find it you see most of us spend our lifetimes trying to figure things out in our minds as if that's the only resource for clarity and inspiration but until you realize that in order to find your compass again you must practice self-integrity and self-awareness you're going to feel lost for the rest of your life life always leaves clues about who you are believe it or not your external world and i've said this before but i'm going to say it again 
Your external world is always showing you how aligned or not you are with yourself, with your true self, what you truly value, and your dharma. And if you aren't or don't choose to pay attention to these external signs, then you'll believe that you are one of the unlucky who just can't get a break and that your life was meant for mediocrity or even less than that. I had a friend in college who was a really cool chick. Um, she lived life to the beat of her own drum. I mean, it was she was really cool. And she really wasn't concerned about being different. And she did stand out. Uh, she, But she found her crowd, you know, back then. And she showed me a really different side of life. She introduced me to music that I wouldn't have listened to before, having met her, and, and to people that were really different than me. She and I were opposite, complete opposites. Back then, I had my John Bon Jovi posters <laughs> and all sorts of stuff. And... Um, she had her gothic stuff up, right? Big opposites. But we gelled really well. I mean, she was a sweet, sweet girl. And to this day, we're still friends 33 years later. So I take pride in that. And even though she was very much herself back then, I've noticed that who she is now is very different. Of course, we evolve and the majority of us grow out of our previous selves, like I was talking about. We have a whole bunch of different selves that we, we show up in over time. But what happened to her was noticeably different, different than what happened to me and who I became was different than who she became. And unfortunately, she became a negative Nelly, always complaining about how she kept stepping from one pile of shit to the next. Nothing worked out for her, not her marriage, not her jobs, not her joy of life. And to this day, even as sweet and kind as she is, she tends to be negative. Nothing much has changed, and she hasn't yet realized that everything outside of her is a direct reflection of everything inside of her. And when I say it, I don't mean for you to say, well, the, if the outside of my life I think is shit, then I must be shit. The way I want you to think about this is if my outside circumstances aren't the way I want them to be, then there's something inside me that I need to shift, change, and uh, uplift my vibration to align with what I truly want with myself. So I'm not encouraging you to label yourself in a bad way. What I am encouraging you to do is look outside of yourself and say, is this really true for me? Is this my truth, right? And anybody can change their life experience but you first have to have that awareness. She still is acting like she's lost her compass and she continues to look for it in all the wrong places, which is all I have to do is look outside and or look at the things that go on in my life and the only filter that I have is the filter that life doesn't work out for me. So she experiences more of that. But I wonder how do you find your compass how do you get on or back on track in your life? And it's an important question because you're going to encounter, we all do, um, more and more challenges as you up-level, right? Even, just even go through life, you're going to encounter challenges. So if you can't get back on track, then you can't achieve what you want to achieve, right? That, that seems pretty simple knowledge. How do you know, though, what's right for you and who you truly are? If you aren't 
doing an internal inventory. To me, this is my humble opinion, but finding your compass only means one thing. It means getting back to you, finding you, your truth, what you stand for. And it means getting clear on what you value, what matters to you, not just the superficial materialistic values. We all have those, uh, money, uh, home, vacations, cars, blah, 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 blah. But what matters to you as a human being beyond the desire to satisfy your basic needs. Let me ask you this. What really does matter in your life? I want you to take a moment to write that down. What really matters to you? And at first, likely you're going to write some of the superficial things. Uh, I want a new car. I want more money. I want a new house. Uh, more jewelry, all those things. Go ahead, write those down. And then after you've gotten that done, I want you to ask yourself the question again, what really does matter to me in my life? What do you know you need in order to succeed and feel like a profitable human being? Write that question down. What do you know you need in order to succeed and feel like a profitable human being? And to me, a profitable human being means that I am in charge of my life. Yes, of course, you collaborate with the universe. You work with God as your partner, of course. But profitable human being means that um, what I do profits me and profits other people. I can create the return on my investment in myself and in the things that I do on behalf of the greater good. So I wanted to teach you something here. So each of us is driven by a primary need and a secondary need, right? These needs determine our decision-making and thus the paths that we choose, choose in life. Uh, so we have drivers. That's what I'm trying to tell you. These needs drive us. But over time, and I'm going to get into those needs in one second, over time, as you evolve, those needs get rearranged, right? And what was once on the bottom of your list could rise to the top because you've realized that the basic needs that drove you years ago in your life aren't as meaningful or as valuable or as prioritizing as the ones you now hold. So there are six human needs. This is called human needs psychology. There are six human needs that drive our decision-making. The first four are our basic needs. Everybody has these needs in one way or another, and some people are driven by uh, one of these four needs predominantly, meaning that the need for one of these underscores every decision that they make. And this is how I want you to think about it. So the first four are, the first is safety and security, the second is variety, the third is love and connection, the fourth is significance. We all have these drivers across our lifespan, okay? The last two are the spiritual needs, and those are growth, contribution, okay? So when you think about what drives your decision-making, and I want to invite you to be really honest right now, I want you to lean into who you know you are and when you make decisions ask yourself what is really driving me is there a need when i make this decision 
am I trying to be safe? Right? So, uh, insecure. Am I trying to spice things up a bit and create variety in my life? And all of these needs are along a spectrum, right? So safety and security might look like I just do the same routine every day. And, and on the other end of the spectrum, it could mean I am obsessive compulsive and uh, I can't do anything but this repeating over and over and over again. Or I follow a strict schedule. I don't veer off my schedule, right? I'm addicted to the stability because if I don't have the stability, then I'm scared. Variety, for example, you can have variety on a spectrum too, right? You could work at a store that requires an, uh, a, uh, a particular set of clothing, a uniform, but you change your socks up every day right? That could be variety, uh, to the extreme of being one of those, um, those people who do crazy stunts, like jump off bridges and, and mountains and out of planes. And, you know, those, those, um, those people that seek the rush and love and connection, right? We all want that. Uh, the spectrum goes from, um, giving love, right? Just being selfless and giving love so that you get love in the act of giving love, you feel love, and then you gain connection because you're giving love to another person or maybe an animal or maybe a plant, right? Uh, to a very unhealthy part of the spectrum, which is you end up being manipulative. And so your desire for attention, uh, for love and connection you become uh, manipulative. Maybe you're always sick or maybe you're always complaining or maybe you always have problems. And so you believe that's the only way to have people give you attention. And that in turn, you believe is love and connection. And it's not. Now for significance, which is the fourth one, of course, here we go along the spectrum. Um, some people will uh, experience significance by, for example, donating money anonymously. It's enough that they know that they've done it, and therefore they feel good, they feel important, they feel of value. Uh, the other end of the spectrum is somebody who needs to be publicly recognized for their contribution or their donation, where they tell everybody under the sun, uh, or they need to be on TV, uh, right? I've given X amount of money. I want this attention. Significance. Growth and contribution are the, are the two spiritual ones. And uh, growth is, the, the idea behind growth is if you don't grow in some way, you die, right? Like if we don't feed our minds, if we don't feed our bodies, if we don't feed our souls, we die. We just like babies who aren't touched. Um, they experience failure to thrive, they die. So we've got to keep growing. And then the last one is contribution. And that means contributing to the greater good, going outside of yourself to contribute to the greater good. Again, these, these are along a spectrum. Growth can be that, you know, uh, you pray every day, connect to God. Maybe it's you read a book. Maybe it's you watch documentaries. Two, uh, 
changing your life entirely. Maybe you change your religion. Maybe you become a monk. Maybe you do something that's so radically different from you. You try new things, new music, new activities, new food, whatever it is, um, there's growth in that, right? Um, and then of course, contribution, you can contribute, uh, to something in a very, very small way. You can contribute to the, the earth, uh, right? The, um, the universe by making sure that, uh, plants are planted and taken care of the environment. You can, can you can recycle, uh, or you can, uh, pursue creating a revolution in the world with a purpose. Maybe you want to pass some law. Maybe you want to really change as many lives as you can. And so you start a movement. So now that you can kind of understand the spectrum of all of these, um, what I really want you to know is that each of us is driven by a primary need. And then there's a secondary one that's very, very close to it. And sometimes people find it hard to figure out what drives them uh, primarily. But as we grow and evolve, and this is what I want you to, to remember, that as we grow and evolve, our, our needs change. So, for example, uh, in my 20s, I was more about safety and security. Now, I am driven primarily by growth. My secondary is contribution. But back in the day, it was safety and it was love and connection and significance, okay? So when you find your compass, it means that you know who you truly are, right? That you know what drives you, you know what you value, you know what you want. That you practice fidelity to self where you commit to meeting your needs in healthy ways. Remember, I talked about the toxic or unhealthy ways to meet your needs. And you, um, you have self-integrity where you keep your promises to yourself always. You know what you value and why, you have a deep desire to grow and evolve in all ways, and you have a deep desire to contribute to the greater good, right? Anyone can find their lost compass. All you need to do is face yourself. Look at how you've been living your life, and I know this is gonna sound so simple, but it actually quite really is. Just change what isn't working, right? The only thing you need to have to do, right? The only thing you need uh, to do that is a willingness and a desire to grow into the person you're meant to be, right? But not from a desperate place because you don't grow from a desperate place. That calls in lack and fear and all of that. But it's a place of, of wholeness and integrity, right? I, I'm not the person I know I want to be or that I can be, so... I decide from this point on, I'm going to change what doesn't work. And like I said before, I, I don't believe that anybody is truly lost. What happens, in my opinion, is that when people aren't moving forward or they're struggling, you know, whether it's with, with holding a job or money or addiction, they are just out of alignment with their truth. Your compass is always there. You're just failing to listen to it when you've uh, put it in your pocket. So if, for example, you constantly complain, you might say this to yourself, I will do the work to stop doing that because I don't want to be negative. It doesn't make me feel good. I only want to feel good. 
So I'm going to look at why I am so negative, why I think and believe the way that I do. And I'm going to become so cognizant of my thoughts and, and I'm going to change those thoughts. And I will change that because I know that positive thinking leads to positive results. So if I want to change my life, I have to focus on better, more positive thoughts. If I struggle with addiction, I will do the work to stop doing that. I will look at why I want to numb myself and escape my reality. And if I do know the reason why, I'm going to try to get out of it as, as quickly as possible. I'm going to get the right help so I'm not in pain anymore. That's what addiction is. It's just pain. I'm going to find the courage to find my truth, acknowledge my truth, and live my truth without fear of what others will think of me. That has to do with addiction. When you decide that you're going to shift out of addiction and get healthy and clear and sober, you're going to realize that one of the basic um, feelings that you have, there are two. One is fear, that if I actually face my fears, I'm I'm going to be destroyed, right? And what I find is that we tend to be more scared of what we fear than the actual thoughts themselves. Anybody can face anything. I truly believe that, that as humans, we can handle anything. And then the other is um, called toxic shame. And that's when we have decided to label ourselves as bad or wrong or a failure or a loser because of what others have done to us, because of our history of life experience. Does this make sense? So if you've had a violation in the past or you've been betrayed over and over again, like all of a sudden you're saying, I must be some faulty human being. There must be something inherently wrong with me that I keep being rejected or I keep experiencing this shit or, or I was violated over and over and over again. We, we become the label. And so that's where addiction starts. We either have shame or the fear is so overwhelming of what we need to face because we project onto other people uh, the fear of rejection. So if you struggle with addiction, you got to do the work to really look at what your truth is. And here's the honest truth that who you are, uh, in fact, it's interesting because I know someone uh, and he is, he's an alcoholic and he, he smokes pot all the time. Very, very addicted to pot. And um, he struggles with his sexuality, uh, but nobody knows that. I know that. And um, he is yet to face his own um, sexuality. And so he tries to numb himself and he's drunk all the time. And uh, it's very sad. It's very, very sad. Uh, but until he deals with his demons, he considers his sexuality a demon. And I think he feels like if anybody knew that I wasn't this virile guy who chases after women and gets, you know, gets lucky all the time and they find out the truth about me, that I like a different kind of human being, um, that they'll reject me or they'll judge me so poorly, so badly that uh, I'll be damned to hell, you know? 
which is not the truth. Not the truth. When you show up in your courage and confidence and certainty, who gives a shit what anybody else thinks as long as you feel good about you? If you struggle finding your purpose, say to yourself, I will do the work to get on the right path. I will use every single part of my life to learn more about me. I will give thanks for the pain and trust in the future. I'll take the time to identify what matters to me, what truly lights me up inside and pursue that because when I'm in my zone of genius, I can make a difference in other people's lives and in the world at large. If I pretend to be someone I'm not for the sole purpose of seeking acceptance, I'm going to do the work to stop doing that. I'll look at myself and understand the beliefs that underlie the fear of being seen or the fear of being rejected for standing out in the crowd. And I'm going to work on all aspects of myself. I'm going to work to own all aspects of myself so that I can cultivate an impenetrable inner strength and stand in my certainty. Are you getting the picture now? Your, your compass is never lost. Your focus is. Finding your compass isn't as difficult as you might think. Oftentimes, it's just about looking at things from a different perspective. And it's also about looking at different things from a new perspective and then opening yourself up to new ideas and new ways of doing things. No one is ever truly lost. Those that seem like they've uh, seem like that really have just lost touch with who they truly are and with the divinity within them. They've let external circumstances determine their identity, who they believe they are, their worth, their value. And when anyone does that, they'll always be out of touch with their authentic truth. Period. End of story. I have found my authentic truth. It took me a very long time. It took me a very long time. It wasn't easy, and it was not a straight shot. But I allowed it to be revealed to me because I wanted to find out. And I used all of my life experiences to learn about who I truly am. I let life teach me. Hi, I'm Janice Cohen, the intuitive therapist. And I help women in midlife uncover their authentic truth so that they can fulfill their full potential, be happy, and help others. That is who I am. What's your authentic truth? Why are you here? What do you stand for? Who are you? And are you willing to look for and find your compass now? I hope this has helped somebody. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.